When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The start of the 2023-2024 defending Eastern Conference champion Florida Panthers season is just a few days away. This is the Panthers season preview. On the home of the Panthers, AM 560 Sports WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Here is the voice of the Panthers, Doug Plagans. And Bill Lindsay's here too. Doug Plagans here with you. Time to... Well, bring in one of the traditions of a Panthers season. It's the annual preseason special right here on 560 WQAM. We thank you very much for being here with us. As I mentioned, I'm Doug Plagans alongside Billy Lindsay. We'll be with you all season long. And the season begins coming up on Thursday at 8 Eastern. Panthers on the road against the Minnesota Wilds. So it all starts with a three-game road trip, the home opener on the 19th. And we've got a busy show coming your way here. Before we bring Billy in, we've got uh, coming up next segment, we've got George Richards from Florida Hockey Now and NHL.com. He's going to be stopping by next segment. We've got Sean Rourke from NHL.com coming up in hour number two. We'll get to him about uh, 9.15 or so Eastern. And then one of our favorites, Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press, going to stop by coming up in hour number three. We're going to go to Tim about 10.20 Eastern. So we're taking you up to 11 o'clock, a two and a half hour kickoff right here on 560 WQAM. We're also going to have some sound. Panthers head coach Paul Maurice speaking at the media availability earlier today. Sam Reinhart as well. So we'll hear from them coming up a little bit later on. Billy and I will go through the Atlantic Division and we'll run through based on the order of the finish from last year. <laughs> and we'll tell you Who's going to be in? Who's going to be out in our minds as we look ahead six months or so to the Stanley Cup playoffs? So we'll have our own who's in, who's out in the Atlantic coming up a little bit later on. We'll go through some of the additions and subtractions on the Panthers' side. So lots to get to, but Billy, I think the big thing, and again, we're going to get things going in a hurry here. We're going to bring George Richards in in about 10 or 15 minutes from right now. But Billy, uh, an exciting week. Every team in the league is feeling the optimism, the excitement, and everybody is just ready to go, plain and simple. Off to a fresh start. That is for most teams. There are some injuries going around the week that you have to deal with through training camp. Good news for the Panthers is they're coming off that Stanley Cup championship. Get that short off-season. When you get that short off-season, you get back right into the groove. Some new players coming in, going to have to battle without Montour and Ekblad on the blue line. Belzino went out, got a bunch of defensemen though. They should be fine in that area. They're going to have to integrate them into the lineup. And just expect this Panther team to pick up right where they left off and get into that groove early. 
try and get off to a good start. That was that what was missing last year. They had to play catch-up hockey all the way to the very end to get into the playoffs. So there's going to be an emphasis from for Paul Maurice, this whole group coming out of training camp. Let's go. Let's not let our foot off the gas. Let's get right back after it. And you talked about the division, this Atlantic division, the toughest in hockey. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, you, you are looking at some really good teams that have been there. And some teams feel like now that they belong getting in the playoffs. You're going to have to fight for every inch this year. Yeah, it's not often that you see a division in the NHL where there are, there are seven out of the eight teams in this division. And, and by no means are the Montreal Canadiens throwing away the season. I think we're all just being realistic, though. They're more early in their rebuild than everybody else is as far as the rebuilding teams. And they're further behind the established mm-hmm. teams, the Panthers, the Lightning, the Leafs, the Boston Bruins, who may take a little step back, still see them as a playoff team. Maybe that's a teaser for when we get to our who's in, who's out coming up in a little bit. But the Montreal Canadiens, they're the rebuilding team. The other seven teams in the Atlantic Division expect to be playing important games down the stretch. They expect to make progress if they're a team that wasn't there last year, and they expect to be in the playoffs or they're not going to be happy. And, well, the unfortunate thing for, uh, for I guess, the, the whole group is that they're only at most five open seats at the table, and depending on how things go in the Metro and how much teams in the Atlantic beat up on each other over the course of the year, there might only be three seats at the table for teams in the Atlantic, so we'll have to see how things play out. But uh, again, it's the it's the toughest division in the league. We're going to talk more about it. Sam Reinhart mentioned it today, and we're going to hear from Sam coming up a little bit later on in the program. He spoke to the media today, but he did mention specifically what you just said, Billy, having a an, a big start to the season. Yeah. You, you don't want to come out of the gate slow, especially with the, with the, the division being what it is. But for this team, considering what they accomplished last spring, coming just short of a Stanley Cup of the ultimate prize, but winning an Eastern Conference championship. And I know we're last season's last season, we're turning the page to a new season, but I've got to think that there's a confidence and there's a hunger and there's a motivation that comes from what this team was able to do last spring. And you have a lot of guys who are returning from that group. And there's a continuity and there's a belief. You talked about all these teams that want to get there. Well, there are some teams that are battle-tested. You look at the Lightning, what they've been able to do. Now the Panthers going to the Cup. Toronto keeps trying to climb that mountain, but they've been in the playoffs knocking on the door. So these teams are going to have to go up against really battle-tested teams. And with this Panther team, what they did last year and what they accomplished to get off this better start, what Paul Maurice, everyone coming in last year, trying to figure out who is this team. And Paul Maurice was trying to change this team from this blitz team, run and gun, up and down the ice, and he said this is not going to work when it gets to the playoffs. When they went back and evaluated what happened in the second round against the Tampa Bay Lightning and why they got eliminated with that President's Trophy team that wasn't the right style for the playoffs. And Paul Maurice wanted to move this in to a heavy four-checking team where he could cycle, where he could dump it off the wall, chip it out, and not rely on the rush and rely on the speed because he knew that can be taken away in the playoffs. But he found out if you grind and you get after it, you can win. And he said, we got to play playoff hockey during the regular season. Us, the fan base, we're all sitting there at Christmas time wondering, when's this going to happen? Is it ever going to happen? So they had to go through that after the All-Star break. It started and started slowly to come. And then... They started to grasp the system, 
after the All-Star break, things started to click. Became one of the best in the East. Got in the playoffs and the rest is history. So coming into this year, you know what you are. You know what you want to be. Mm -hmm. Paul Maurice doesn't have to say to these guys, be here, do this. They know what makes them successful. They'll get onto the ice. When we went to 96, get back, we came right out of the gates just a humming the next year. I would expect the same thing from this Panther team. Because of what they established, Paul Maurice has a firm grip. And the locker room, the leadership with Kachuk, everyone on board, it's a fun locker room. They like being in there. They, they've found a lot of chemistry. So it's good on the ice. It's good off the ice. So expect a big start to this season. Yeah, I think they're going to come out uh, with some, some real hunger, as I said, coming off what they accomplished uh, last season. Panthers fans, Amrit Bank Arena, it's going to be roaring this season. Lower bowl season tickets are sold out, but there's still time to get in. Don't wait. Reps are standing by. Get your season tickets for this season. 954-835-PUCK. Go to floridapanthers.com to get your tickets. As I always say, you want to go to one game or all the games by yourself or with all your friends, call us here and we can sort something out that works for you. The Panthers getting ready for their 30th anniversary season. Billy, you've seen more of them than just about anybody has, but you were here for the first one. Yeah, you were first here for the first one. I'm going to be reminding you of that all season long. <laughs> I'm getting that, old. Uh, you, be, you were here from in year one and it's yeah. year 30 now. 30, long time. It goes by quick, but... Yeah, we've seen some. We've seen some ups and downs. We had that early success, then the struggles came, and they lasted for quite some time. Now you've been in the playoffs for four straight years. You've built the trust back in the fan from the fan base. You always told them we're going to be good this year. We're gonna we're gonna have a good hockey team. Well, now you back that up. You got to give credit credit to the ownership, Mr. Viola. He's been willing to go out. He's been willing to give Bill Zito, the general manager money to spend he has spent it he has spent it wisely he's made some really big pickups off the waiver wire the trade for matthew kachuk is going to go down looks at this point as one of the biggest trades in panthers history so you have the president's trophy with the disappointment but you follow it up and you get into the stanley cup now with this fan base it's re-energized the passion is back it's taken a long time but the excitement's here and I can feel it like I did in the early 90s. It's good. You have to win. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm -hmm. If you're the Heat, you're the Dolphin. You have to win. You have to build a product. But this team has been able to do that, and they've been able to captivate kind of the hearts and the minds out down here in South Florida like we did in the early 90s. And hockey's successful down here. It's There's a market for it, mm -hmm. and they're, they're building that market. and. You got a face of the franchise, Barkoff, along with Kachuk and all these guys, the core guys, Ekblad that have been here that you can build around. So that is what's exciting to me is that that core is now here and you're starting to see the fruits of their labor, labor pay off. And they're a good window now to keep knocking on that door. And as you said, you become a, a replete, repeat playoff team where even the casual folks know the Panthers are good. They're a team that makes the playoffs regularly, and that's what they've turned into. And what we saw last year, 
that was a team in my mind that was just scratching the surface that's going to be in the mix for mm-hmm. a long time to come. And that experience, again, even though defeat stings, that experience from last spring, no doubt, is going to pay dividends down the road for this group. So coming up on our loaded season preview show, one of the great time-honored traditions here on the Panthers uh, broadcast is the season preview show. George Richards is going to be stopping by our old friend. He'll come up on the other side of the break from Florida Hockey Now and from NHL.com. Also coming up, Billy and I will tell you who's in, who's out in the Atlantic Division. We'll go through some of the additions and subtractions in the Panthers lineup. We will uh, maybe take a trip down memory lane at times. We'll talk to Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press, Sean Rourke from NHL.com. We've got lots to go. We're with you till 11 o'clock previewing the new season of Panthers hockey that starts on Thursday, 8 Eastern, right here on 560 WQAM. Folks will be back talking to George Richards on the other side of the break, getting his thoughts on training camp, the preseason, and the upcoming start of the season. With Billy Lindsay, I'm Doug Plagans. This is your Panthers preseason special right here on 560 Sports WQAM. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Time for more of Panthers Preview on the home of Panthers Hockey. AM 560 Sports, WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey everybody, welcome back here on our Panthers preseason special. I should say the yeah, the preseason extravaganza right here on 560 WQAM. <laughs> I have a hard time saying preseason because the regular season starts up on Thursday. The next game is the regular season, yes. but it's the preseason special. The regular season starts tomorrow for some teams. It does. 5.30 Eastern, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Nashville Predators hit the ice. That's going to be tomorrow part of an ESPN triple header to start off the NHL season. The Panthers' home opener at Amaranth Bank Arena will be on Thursday, October 19th against Toronto. A little rematch from that playoff series. Time to rock Amaranth Bank Arena for the Panthers' 30th anniversary season. Home opener tickets on sale now. FloridaPanthers.com. You don't want to miss this. When you go to the game, you want the best gear. FLAteamshop.com. That is the place to go. We have three big guests lined up over the course of the program. And the first one is with us right now. He covers the Panthers, has been covering the Panthers for a long time from Florida Hockey. Now, 
the Panthers correspondent for NHL.com. Congratulations on the new role there. George Richards is our guest coming in. George, how are you? Well, hello, well, fellas. What's, fellas. Going What's going on? What's going on? We're doing great. We're excited for a new season of Panthers hockey. And I guess first, before we get into talking about the new season, season. I, I told I, Billy I'm going to remind him throughout the whole season that it's the 30th anniversary season. George, 30 years of Panthers hockey. Uh, can can you believe that uh, this team that felt like a young franchise for a long time isn't so young anymore? No, uh, no, yeah, uh, and then, yeah, then, then neither are neither a lot of us who were around for that, eh, Billy? I mean, it's crazy that it's been 30 years since uh, this uh, team opened this up in Miami Arena. So, just hard to believe. Here we are. Yeah, getting ready to roll, George. We're getting a little, a little feedback yeah. on our end. Apologies if uh, if there's a little glitch in there, but I think we're okay now, Billy. Yeah, we're okay. George, uh, preseason's done. Uh, out of the training camp and everything that you saw, the big one coming out up front, especially maybe Mackie Samuskevich starting the season with the Panthers. What have you seen and what have you heard from this young guy? Let me tell you what. This is one of those deals where, where guys, guys were able to carry, able to carry over, over what they started, what they started with, with in development camp. And Mackie Samuskevich certainly did that. I mean, he was strong at nope, development I think we lost George. Camp. Oh, there he is. No, we're, it's uh, we're we're it's like a, a DJ mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, you sound good on our end. You sound good on our end now. Well, that works. Well, that works. I can hear myself, myself twice. Uh, no, back uh, was terrific, no, back in, development was terrific in development camp. Great at the rookie showcase across the across the Everglades and Estero, and really had a great camp. And certainly looked NHL ready. The Panthers the are going to give him a shot here, here in the top nine. They've got him with Lundell and Reinhardt. Don't turn your return down if you can. I, I just think I, I the just kid's, think been the been great. kid's been great. George Richards, Florida Hockey Now, NHL.com, here with us this evening. And, well, we're previewing the new NHL season. Talk a little bit about Mackie Samuskevich there. Uh, George, any other things throughout camp that you were monitoring? I know there were some subplots, for example, you know, uh, the, the defensemen that were brought in to fill the void, uh, especially with some key guys out early in the year. Maybe that's something you're looking at, some new guys coming into the lineup. Evan Rodriguez looks like he's going to provide some nice offensive punch. Mm -hmm. uh, was there anything else you were keeping your eye on here as we went through the preseason and went through training camp? Well, one thing, well, one thing that was obvious was with, with obvious both Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour out due to out injury was with how is the power play going to run. And you've got, and you've got Oliver Ekman-Larsen running the top running power the top play. That power was interesting, play. That was interesting to, see. to see. Paul Maurice, Paul Maurice. you know. Made it, you know, it made it clear that he was going to be the guy. I mean, he's an elite puck mover. He gets the puck to the net, um, and he looked good on the power play when he was there. So, um, I, 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 you know, I kept an eye on the power play when they started doing it in the past week for ten days, um, and 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 definitely checking out all the new defensemen. Um, you know, Mike Riley, a guy that was. You know, kind of bumped out in Boston last year due to their cap struggles. He spent uh, the majority of the season in the AHL at 30 years old. Um, wasn't real happy about that. So he comes to the Panthers with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And, um, well, you know, that that could be good for the Panthers. So you, you saw what, 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 what Bill Zito did um, in free agency. He brought in a lot of defensive depth. 
with, with his two big guys out for at least the first month or two of the season. And uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that trans, you know, how, how those guys play together, how they, how everything molds together um, as the season goes along. staff now they got an identity but how important is it and how much focus is there in that locker room to get off to a better start yeah i mean yeah, we, i mean we, we, we remember we remember last year how much year, it, how much it, it took it how long for this team to win three straight games i mean i think it was the all-star break before they had won the three consecutive games so the panthers definitely would like to get out to a fa- fast start but it is going to be a struggle i mean you can't just replace guys like aaron ekblad and Brandon Montour, two guys that, that, that play so many big minutes uh, and, and, and mean so much to your team. Uh, the, they're, they're both on the power play. Um, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard, but, you know, Florida's got to find a way. I mean, nobody's going to cry for them. This is an, ex, an extremely tough division that they're in. They start the season with three straight games on the road before they come home on the 19th. So, um, you know, getting off to at least a decent start. I, I don't think anybody uh, expects the Panthers to be 10 points up in first place, you know, on December 1st or anything of the sort. But you just got to kind of stay in the mix and, uh, you know, not dig yourself into too big a hole. And I think they, they've got the team that, you know, it, and as talented as they are in the top nine, as good as any team in the league, um, they, they, they're, they're going to be able to survive. George Richards, Florida Hockey Now, NHL.com. Kind enough to stop by here on our 560 WQAM preseason special. We do it every season, talking all things Panthers. And want to talk about the Atlantic Division, George. You mentioned the uh, competitive nature of this division coming in. Billy and I talked about it to open the show. Might be the most competitive division in the National Hockey League. You have seven out of the eight teams that probably expect to have a seat at the table come springtime and there just aren't enough chairs to go around for everybody so it's going to be interesting to see how things play out but but George in your mind maybe of the teams that didn't get in last year Ottawa Detroit Buffalo I think the Canadians are still uh, earlier along in their rebuild than those teams but of those teams that didn't get in last year who in your mind is going to be the one that pressures the most against the teams that were in the mix and have become the established teams, the Panthers, Leafs, Lightning, and the Bruins. Yeah, and we, we've talked about this at practice, right, Doug? I mean, you look at Montreal, they're the number seven team, probably, right? Everybody's going to – the consensus number seven is Montreal, and they gave every team last season fits. Um, that's how deep this division is. Um, as far as the teams that are going to make the, the big jump, everybody expects it to be Buffalo. Um, you know, Ottawa is, is, is improved. They were, you know, they came on strong in the second half of last season um, and actually pulled, you know, after a rough start, Ottawa was right in the playoff mix there at the end. So you expect Ottawa to be in there. Um, Detroit, we've talked about them. I think Detroit is going to be improved. So um, it's going to, one of those three teams is going to be in the playoffs, maybe two of those three. Who drops out? Is it Tampa Bay? Uh, can they survive uh, with, without, you know, their star goalie and without Vasilevsky for two months? Um, is it going to be Boston? Can they survive uh, the losses that they that they uh, took? So um, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here in this uh, in the Atlantic. I mean, I think it's going to be a jostling 
all season long. Maybe one team takes off like Boston did. Maybe that's Toronto. Maybe there's one team that's just gone and, and, and wins this thing by Christmas. Um, and everybody else is, is fighting for those final positions. But, man, I would not be surprised to see um, five teams from the Atlantic making the playoffs this year. George, quick offseason. Just walk me through a George Richards shortened summer offseason. What, what, what was the highlights, my friend? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, it, it's kind of a blur. It went by so fast. I mean, you know, by the time we got done with the Stanley Cup final, you know, it was like, well, let's go to Nashville because there's an NHL draft starting up. We're not used to that. You know, we're used to being at the draft with the the other writers from, you know, Chicago and Tampa Bay. They're just exhausted. And this time it was us. So it was it was fun. You know, it was a good off season, uh, a quick off season. Like Sasha Barkov said, he can get used to this. He's fine with it. Um, you know, they they want to they want a short off season every year. Uh, it, it worked out great for the Panthers. They took a month off and then they were right back in the gym, back on the ice, and they were like that was plenty for them. Florida Hockey Now and NHL.com kind enough to stop by here with us, starting up a new season of Panthers hockey coming up on Thursday night on the road in Minnesota. George, as always, we, oh, we thank you very much for stopping by. We'll let you get back to watching your WWE Raw or your Monday Night Football or whatever it was, or your baseball playoffs. You, you got yeah, all kinds you know, of options you know, tonight. You know, baseball. The, you know I, I, baseball. I thought, what do you have there for a score? What do you have for a score right now? It's, uh, it's uh, what are we looking at? We're in the bottom of the eighth. Philadelphia holding a 4-3 lead on Atlanta. The Braves are at the plate. That's our stringer, George Richards, covering Braves Phillies for us right now (laughs) here on the Panthers preseason special. George, we we thank you very much. We thank you very well. That that would be some kind of uh, there'd be some kind of infringement there. You can't do that. George, we thank you very much for stopping by and uh, for being a part of our uh, our preseason special here tonight. And we'll be seeing you early and often throughout this upcoming season. Good to hear from you, boys. See ya. See ya. George Richards, Florida Hockey Now, NHL.com, kind enough to stop by. I mentioned a new season of Panthers hockey kicks off coming up on Thursday at 8 Eastern in Minnesota. We'll have you covered across South Florida right here on 560 WQAM. That's going to be Thursday evening, 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock puck drop. Remember, Minnesota is uh, Central time, so the game's a little bit later start for everybody out East. Panthers will stay in the Central time zone to take on the Winnipeg Jets. going to be a 4 o'clock Eastern time puck drop. 3.30 pregame will be over on AM 790 for the action on Saturday afternoon. And then the Panthers will finish off this road trip. It's the old Twin Cities, Winnipeg, New Jersey. Jersey loop to start the season for the Panthers. Good time to start it. They'll get a chance to see the New Jersey Devils on Monday night, 7 o'clock face-off, back here on 560 WQAM. And then the season, uh, the home schedule will open up against the Leafs on October 19th. That's a Thursday night at Amaranth Bank Arena. And we hope to see everybody there. FloridaPanthers.com, SeatGeek.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. Alongside Billy Lindsay, Doug Plagans with you. We're going to step aside. We'll come back, Billy. We're going to talk about some additions and subtractions to the Panthers lineup. We'll talk about some X factors going into the season and who we see is, well, I think it goes without saying on some of them, but who will be the biggest key contributors this season. That's all coming up on the other side of the break. Sean Rourke from NHL.com also coming up next hour. We are just getting rolling. This is the Panthers preseason special right here on 560 WQAM. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You heard the voiceover guy. It's the preseason special right here, 560 WQAM, counting you down to a new season of Panthers hockey. Doug Plagans with you, Billy Lindsay alongside, Danny Garcia on the other side of the glass. And uh, feels like it feels like there should be a game. We're at Amaranth Bank Arena. Billy and I are here. Danny is uh, is on the end. And, well, that's what the configuration is going to be when we drop the puck. So we're excited here. We're excited to talk Panthers hockey. We're excited to have all of you in the building again very soon. Uh, October 19th, the home opener against the Leafs. And, Billy, that's, that's going to be a fun one. We talked about it the other night during the preseason game. But all these matchups now against Boston, Toronto, Carolina and Vegas are going to have a certain kind of familiarity to them because a playoff series just gets the juices flowing a little bit more. Got a lot of rivalries that we built up yeah. in, in the last month. We got to go with Tampa Bay a couple of years in a row. That was good. Met the Washington Capitals. Then you sting Boston after that historic season. Man, that going that has to be a tough summer. Then you lose Krejci and Bergeron mm-hmm. to retirement. We we sent guys into retirement. Uh, the Panthers did in Boston, and then that second round against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs keep thinking that they're they're there, they're ready, and the Panthers were able to take care of business pretty handedly. Go on that marvelous series against the Hurricanes, Vegas. The Panthers are going to be looking for revenge on that side. But a lot of heated heated rivalries, and it goes. The games are going to be fun. There is no league with as much parity that hockey has across the board. You come in here, you watch a game, it's going to be filled with excitement. And we got some games that are going to have extra juice this year. 
they already had some juice to them when Boston and Toronto would come in the building, Tampa, but now there's a little bit more juice and there's a little bit more stuff on the line. So this regular season, the Panthers are going to have a, a target on their back mm-hmm. for the first time. Panthers were always the one kind of chasing down, trying to create those rivalries. Now the Panthers, teams are coming in here, they're looking, even the Ottawa Buffaloes, hey, they were in the stand. They, the Panthers are the team they are going to have to back it up. They're going to have to prove it to people that they belonged in the Cup Final last it, year. It's going to be exciting to see, and I know we're excited for the new season to get going. Uh, coming up next segment, Sean Rourke, NHL.com. He's going to stop by. We can He covered a lot of those series throughout the playoffs, so we can get his thoughts on what he saw from the Panthers down the stretch. We'll get some thoughts on the rest of the league, how things are taking shape. Later on this hour, Billy and I are going to have our who's in, who's out for the, uh, for the Atlantic Division this season. Season, at least in our mind as we approach a new campaign. We're going to have Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press stopping by. We'll have some sound from Paul Maurice and Sam Reinhart earlier on today. So lots to get to as we cruise along with you till 11 o'clock here on the Panthers preseason show. But Billy, this segment, I want to go through some of the additions and subtractions. If there are folks who didn't catch the uh, a ton of the preseason, didn't get out to camp, you know, just want to see how things are coming together for the Panthers this season, some new additions to the organization and i'm just going down a list here by position but stephen lawrence uh anybody who's had a chance to chat with him yet uh, so far uh, in his brief time with the panthers really good guy to talk to uh just uh, comes in with a great attitude every single day and you can tell playing for rod brindamore playing for david quinn he's been used to playing for coaches that push a a high tempo philosophy and with paul maurice and the four check he's going to fit in really nicely there i believe we touched on evan rodriguez a bit last segment Uh, he looks like he's going to come in on the power play and and make an impact mackie samuskevich with the was really the talk of the preseason and training camp Uh, looking at some other names that we're going to have to be familiar with. Uh, you know, Justin Sordiff has put himself onto the radar. Uvis Belinskis has never played pro hockey in North America, and he's inserted himself into the mix. Of course, we all know Oliver ekman Larson as we switch gears to the defensive side of things, coming in here on a one-year contract. Uh, he's going to have a chance to probably quarterback the top power play unit here when things get going, especially without Montour and Ekblad in the mix. Everybody remembers Dmitry Kulikov, originally a Panther, and he is extremely excited to be back with this club. Uh, Nico Mikola, big defenseman, just does a lot of little things right. He's rangy, multi-year contract for him, just a fundamentally sound guy that you feel like can play with anybody. And of course, Anthony Stolarz, backup goaltender to Sergei Bobrovsky. Spencer Knight's going to go to Charlotte to start the season in the American Hockey League. Anthony Stolarz, big guy. When you see him, he's going to be one of the bigger goaltenders that you've seen. And that's saying something because there are some big guys playing that position. But he's played 81 games in the league over parts of six seasons, largely as a backup. But he's posted a save percentage in the 9-12, 9-15 range, which is really good, especially in a backup role for a lot especially of... Especially uh, when you spend a couple of years in Anaheim. I was going to say, for, <laughs> team, for teams that weren't exactly playoff teams, and he had good numbers and looked good there. So when you look at some of the new additions, Billy, for this team. Uh, who most intrigues you and, and maybe why? And I'm sure there are a couple of names that probably intrigue you for different reasons. The one right off the bat is going to be Oliver ekman Larson. You look back, he's a puck-moving defenseman, had really good numbers throughout his time in Arizona, went over to Vancouver, did not, a couple of years in Vancouver weren't very good, but if you talk to people and ask, and even Jim Rutherford, the GM there, alluded to it at times he was banged up 
he was hurt. He was never fully really healthy in Vancouver. It seems he's got his health back. They're going to need him. You have to have, with Montour, no Ekblad, someone has to quarterback that power play. And he's, he's, a, he's done it, been there before. He's with talented players. He's going to be insulated. But he's going to be a guy up top on the power play. The power play is going to, he's going to be have, have to lead it. So for me, Oliver ekman Larson coming in on that one-year deal, kind of a prove-it deal to fill that gap early on is going to have to provide some offense. He's going to have to be able to make that power play work. When I look past that, you mentioned Mikola Steady. You know what he gets. He's kind of the, the replacement for Radko Gudis back there. Big guy, block shots, does the little things right. He's going to be fine in a 5-6 role. That's not going to be a problem. Uh, Paul Maurice already said lots of good things about him. Loves him up front. Seven. Kulikov, too. You yeah, talk about Kul- Stolarz Kul- looking yeah, yes. good at Anaheim. And, and Kulikov Kul- looked good at Anaheim, Kul- too. Kulikov, I, I met him before he went to Minnesota and talked to him. He said, I was trying to get back here. <laughs> he went met with the GM and said, just bring me back. I don't care what you pay me. But he, it never worked out. And so finally, uh, Dmitry Kulikov gets a second stint with the Panthers on a pretty good deal. Just went, uh, just a million bucks, I believe, for Kulikov to come in here. And he was known early on he, that, to maybe have a bigger offensive presence, but he's really grown into his role. And he's played as, for Paul Maurice before. Yes, he's played for Paul Maurice. He knows that puck-moving defensemen get up the ice. Uh, it's going to be in the right position. So we know we're, we know what Dmitry Kulikov is at this point. The D are going to be the what, what, you, what you're going to have to watch. And then Samuskevich, is he ready? He's going to get a chance out of these gates to back up what he did in preseason. If he's able to do it, come out, he might find himself to have a job on this team. And that, that if you look down the line, young players like Lundell, Samuskevich, you mentioned sort of, all these young players that are kind of young, if they can establish themselves, it also puts pressure on some of your, your upper echelon guys. Because where the Panthers are at in the salary cap, era in situation somewhere down the line they're going to need some some Sam Escavich. it might not they're going to give him a tryout a test run see where it takes him uh and if he's good enough he'll stay here but he's got a, got a chance to to earn a job but this panther team outside of that the new guys oliver ekman larson the rest of the crew they're going to be able to score this team has never had an inability to do that the numbers are going to be there reinhardt's going to score 30 goals barkov's going to get his points kachuk we know what. Can he do a third straight? Can he can he have a third straight hundred point season? Yeah. I think he can. I, I believe he, I believe he can. So the the lineups they can score. And you mentioned that Sergey Bobrovsky, thirty five years old, Stolarch is going to come in. He's going to have to play some games. We'll see where that goes. Spencer Knight is starting role. There could be influx in the goaltending situation down the road. But Sergey Bobrovsky, what he did in the playoffs is what is Vesna Trophy form. I mentioned on the air last last a couple games when we were doing the preseason game, plus 19.4 goals save above expected in the playoffs. It's never translated fully into a regular season here for Bobrovsky. If that happens, if they get that kind of goaltending, I don't care about the defensemen. They're going to be able to make some mistakes because he's the great eraser, the great equalizer back there. So if Bobrovsky back, if he plays at the level that he did in the playoffs, the Panthers aren't going to have any issues because that's kind of outside of some of the stuff. The bugaboo was inconsistent goaltending, really. That was one of the partial areas to blame at the start of last year. So if they get these new guys going off to a clean start, 
Paul Maurice, everyone's going to take care of themselves. And if the goaltending is on spot, Stolarts, Bobrovsky do their job, this team is going to find themselves where they need to be. And something else we talked about in that last preseason game, Billy, the fact that the Panthers going into this season, they're deep at the goaltending position. Spencer Knight's going to have a chance to be a number one guy. And they said he, Spencer had a great camp. He looked strong all preseason, all training camp. They want him to go and experience being a number one guy in the American Hockey League. And that, and it's easy to forget that Spencer Knight's still just 22 years old. He doesn't turn 23 until after this regular season is over with in April. So he is still so young. To be able to go to Charlotte play number one goalie type of minutes. That's going to be huge for his development. But also, we saw last year the Panthers were Exhibit A, and the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> were probably Exhibit 1A, that you need to be able to go three, maybe more goalies deep on your depth chart and have at least three guys capable of winning you games at the National Hockey League level and winning them consistently. Last year, the Panthers, they needed three to get into the playoffs, and, and they were able to, to do what they needed to do to get in. Vegas needed about four or five over the course of the year, and the guy that was the backup to start things ended up being the goaltender that won the Stanley Cup and got himself a new contract and is going to be the starter on opening <laughs> night this year. I think you're starting to see teams across the league follow suit in that regard. You need to be able to go deep down that goaltending uh, depth chart. You, it, it's yeah, the whole organization. If you look around, Colorado Avalanche used 42 players last year. So if you look at all these guys in preseason, but goaltending is the most important position mm -hmm. of them all. One goes down with injury. Two, Alex Lyon. We don't make the playoffs with what he did. It was a Cinderella moment for him and that'll live in Panthers lore in history what yep. Lyon did during that stretch so Spencer Knight his development he missed a good chunk last year at the end of the year he has to play hockey he has to be in the net he can't sit back there play every third or fourth game maybe get a chance this is a young kid that needs to develop needs to work on his game he's a diamond but it still needs to be polished and he's a huge part of the yes. Panthers future but you can't polish it sitting on the bench. You gotta be able to get down there, play games in Charlotte. He does have a big contract that kicks in this year. So there's gonna be motivation for Spencer Knight to come out and prove that, hey, I belong, show what he does down in Charlotte. And you got Stolarts to back up and that situation can take care of itself down the road. That, that There'll be a continual evaluation yep. as you go whether Stolarts is playing well, how, how's everything going. But you do need all the goaltenders, especially, as I mentioned, with Vasile or sorry, Bobrovsky at 35 years old. You can't roll him out for 60 games. It's, he would play 60. He's an incredible athlete. But you have to temper the workload at certain points during this season. So the backup goaltenders, you, you've seen, even if you talk, to, even if you don't go three deep in your organization, the backup goaltender even has become one of the most critical positions in the whole league because now teams are only asking most of goaltenders at most to play 50-55 games. That allows another 25-30 games for the backup to come in and win some big games. Yeah, Marty Brodeur is not starting 70-plus 12 times in his career uh, <laughs> anymore. They're not they're not running things that way anymore in the National Hockey League. But uh, Anthony Stolar is going to be the, the backup to start the year, and the, and the, the thought there of course, with a guy like Stolarz, who's 29, he's been a veteran, he knows that role. If Sergei Bobrovsky gets hot and Anthony Stolarz has 
two, two and a half weeks between between appearances. You don't have to worry about it stunting uh, his development or anything like that. He knows how to keep himself fresh. He knows the role. He's been doing it for a long time. He's a total pro. So uh, that's going to be an asset to the Panthers. Folks, we are rolling along here on the preseason special. We're going to step aside. We've got Sean Rourke from NHL.com coming up on the other side of the break with Billy Lindsay. I'm Doug Plagans. We count it down to the start of a new Panthers season on Thursday. It's the annual preseason special right here on 560 Sports WQAM. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back on our Panthers preseason special. Doug Plagans alongside Billy Lindsay as we get you set for a new campaign, the 30th anniversary campaign of Panthers hockey. And it all starts up on Thursday night. Panthers will visit the Minnesota Wild. Three-game road trip to start the season. Thursday in Minnesota, Saturday in Winnipeg, Monday in New Jersey. And then uh, Thursday, the Panthers will be back home Thursday the 19th, that is, to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs home opener. FloridaPanthers.com, SeatGeek.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. We'll still have Tim Reynolds coming up later on. Next segment, Billy and I will go over who's in, who's out in the Atlantic Division in our minds today. Speaking of a visit to New Jersey on Monday to close out that season opening road trip, maybe, maybe I'll be lucky enough to bump in to our guest right now on our preseason special. Joining Billy and me, we've got 
about Sean Rourke, director of editorial from NHL.com. Kind enough to stop by. We check in with Sean a couple of times a year on different programming, and it's always great to talk Panthers and beyond with Sean Rourke. Sean, how are you? Welcome in tonight. Thank you, guys. I'm, I'm doing really well, and now I know what I need to do on Monday. So that's Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was hoping we'd get the bump into you. Well, Sean Rourke, kind enough to stop by. And before we turn the page to a new season, Sean, I wanted to ask, because you spent some time around this Panthers team during that run to the Cup Final last year. I wanted to ask you, was there something that you took away from being around this team during that run that, that made maybe a lasting impression or something that you're going to be, that you saw then, that you're going to be keeping an eye on now that you noticed uh, as we go into a new season? Well, I think the biggest thing, and I was lucky enough to talk to him a little bit at the player media tour in Las Vegas, is, you know, you watch Matthew Tuchuk from afar, and you're like, oh, you know, what a nice player, really, you know, kind of MVP-level player, 100 points, and then you're around him, and you see how he drags everybody into the battle and how he really changes the culture of that Florida team. They were a different team last year, I thought mentally than they had been in the past and I think a lot of that falls on Matthew and then other people kind of entering the fray behind them and and you know to see what he went through during that final and to try and will himself to play in a situation that I think most people you know wouldn't even be able to stand up I, I, I think you know everybody in that locker room looks at him at the start of this year and knows that they have somebody who's there for them and who's going to who's going to bring them into the battle so you know it's going to be a tough road i think at the beginning of the year i don't think there's any way to sugarcoat that when you look at the top 10 ice time skaters from last year five of them are gone either through trades free agency or injuries um you know including the top two defensemen so it's not going to be easy at the year at the beginning of the year but i think if if the panthers are going to overcome that i think matthew's going to be a huge part of it Sean, well, if you just mentioned that and you look at the new additions, if you take this team at face value, where they're heading into this season compared to where they finished off in the Stanley Cup Finals, what do you foresee out of the, out of the gates? Does this team able to, to recapture some of that glory, or is it going to take some time with the new players that they have integrated into this lineup? I think it's going to take a little bit of time, right, like it did last year with all the new players that were in. The one advantage they have, is most of those players know Paul's system now and Paul Maurice and they know you know what they need to do um, you know and if Bob Roski's the goaltender that he was in the playoffs last year and, and not the goaltender that he was at the beginning of last year that's obviously a different maker too but I think it's going to take a it's going to take a lot to overcome the loss of, of Montour and Ekblad I, I mean those are two rocks those are your one and two they play in all, all situations, and, and you know, I, I, I'm not sure how you overcome that early. So I think, you know, it, you look across the state, and, and Tampa Bay doesn't have Vasilevsky, and I, I think they're going to have a little bit of a tough start. Like, I don't think it's the end of the world if this Florida team gets off to a little bit of a rugged start, mostly because they know reinforcements are coming, and B, they know that they have the mental fortitude to come back. It's not as daunting to have to chase if you've already done it once, right? You understand the mechanics of it, you understand the mental hardship of it, and you have that faith that you've done it before, and then you've turned that into a run to within two wins of the Stanley Cup. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't see a ton of success early on. I think this team's going to scuffle and fight for its points, 
Um, but I do see a team that's going to get stronger and stronger as the year goes by, as these guys are integrated into the lineup and some reinforcements are coming in behind them. Okay, that being said, the Atlantic Division, you had Boston there, you Tampa, the Panthers, the Maple Leafs. Now you got Detroit, you got Ottawa, and you also got Buffalo. Do any of those three teams that missed out last year in the Atlantic, if they are any of those three teams getting in, and if they're getting in, who are they replacing? Well, and that's the huge question, right? I do. I think I think Buffalo is going to be in that mix. They're only a point away uh, last time. Uh, I think they're better. Darlene signed an eight-year deal today for $88 million. You know, he's a cornerstone. They said they're close with Owen Power. Like, we just talked about Florida's top 2D, and there's Buffalo's top 2D, and they're just coming into their own. You know, I, I think Darlene's a special player who's been through the valley with, with Buffalo and is now coming out the other side. And they have, they have other special players. Their, their question is going to be in goal. You know, they have a three-headed monster. If Devin Levy's as good as everybody thinks he is, he's their number one. There's no question about it. But it's, it's hard to think of a lot of rookies that have walked into playoff contending teams and, and kind of carried the load. You know, it's going to take a special goalie, and, and a lot of people think he's it. So if he is, then I think the Atlantic has to watch out. Um, you know, look, Boston's going to take a step back. Nobody loses their top two centers and doesn't come back to the pack a little bit. Are they going to come back far enough that they're going to be out? I don't know. You know, for me personally right now, you know, I see Florida in the same place it was last year in that wild card race, and, and one of the teams that they're going to be butting heads with is the Buffalo Sabres. Sean Rourke, director of editorial, NHL.com, kind enough to stop by here. And we like to chat Panthers. We like to chat, chat uh, you know, beyond the Panthers as well with you, Sean. And in mentioning, uh, keeping things within the Atlantic Division, but in mentioning uh, the big contract Rasmus Dahlin got, uh, were you uh, surprised at all to see that come down today? I figured it was a matter of time, only a matter of time, before he'd get locked up. And then beyond that, to see the news out of Winnipeg today as well with uh, with Shifley and Hellebuck. Did, uh, were you surprised that these big deals came down here on the Monday before the regular season starts? Yeah, well, the timing on the Darlene deal was, was surprising. I didn't think it was going to get done until until later, right? I thought they had reached a point where it was going to be cabled. and uh, But I think everybody was, you know, kind of happy to get it done and get it off the board so there's nothing to talk about. And I thought Kevin Adams, one of the, one of the best things that he said about it was that Buffalo is in a position now where guys are willing to commit, right? They, everybody, well, not everybody forgets, but... You know, Jack Eichel was there, and he didn't want to be there anymore, and they had to trade him. And, and they made a great deal out of that trade, and they got a couple of pieces they needed. But Jack didn't want to be there, and, and now their star players want to be there. Look, Darlene's made a long-term commitment, like I mentioned, and Kevin mentioned in his press conference. They think they're close with Owen Power, the number one pick from a couple of years ago. Um, you know, they have Tage Thompson. They have all these young players who are committed uh, into Buffalo and then turning it into something like it used to be when they were – when they were a contending hockey team, that's a special place, right? When Buffalo, when the Sabres are winning, Buffalo, it's a great hockey market at any time, but when there's, when there's something to hold on to, they're amazing. Now, I will tell you, yeah, I was driving uh, from the store when I, on Sirius XM when I heard the, the Shifley-Hellebuck uh, Shifley deal, and I almost drove off the road. Um, that <laughs> one took me completely by surprise. I thought those guys were going to play out the string, and when they, you know, Kevin Shevlin Dayoff has said all along, oh, if we're doing really good, you know, we're going to hold these guys and let them go to free agency. 
there was no way that was going to happen unless they were playing at a Bruins pace from last year. He was going to get close to the deadline, and he was going to have to move both those guys, and they were going to be in a world of hurt. But now both of them have committed long-term, and, and you know, I think they're a team. They're not going to be in the elite in the, in the Central because there's some big boys there in Colorado and Dallas, and, and I'd even throw Minnesota in there. Um, but they're a team like they were last year that's going to be on the back end and, and those lower seeds and he's going to give somebody a problem because if Connor Hellebuck's on his game, they're a really dangerous, dangerous team. So, Sean, we look across the whole league. going to put you on the spot here, but if you were to look right down the end of the line and you had to pick two in the west and two in the east, who, who would your final four be? Everyone stays healthy at this very moment. Well, I think in the west it, it's Colorado for me, for sure. I think they have a lot to prove. Um, you know, from last year, there's a really awful taste in their mouth being the Stanley Cup champions and being knocked out by Seattle. But they had no depth. You know, they were injured. Um, you know, they, they know now that what they have, and, and they've brought in some pieces. Um, you know, I think Drew Ann's going to have a little bit of a bounce back. Uh, elite defense, underrated goaltending. So, for me, they're a team that's going to bounce back a little bit, and they, and they know how to win in the playoffs. So, I, I think that's one team, and then, you know, if I'm looking at a second team, I think it's Dallas. I think they both come out of the Central, right? Like, Dallas is that veteran team that knows its windows closing. Again, elite goaltending, maybe the best goalie in the West. Um, elite defenseman, like, is going to be a Norris Trophy con- contender, I think. A, an amazing top line with Jason Robertson. Um, so I, I think they're a really tough out. So I could see in the West both teams coming from the top of that Central. Um, in the East, look, I picked Tampa to be in the final and to lose to Colorado. Vasilevsky changes that a little bit, but I don't think it changes it a ton because they're a team that's going to play to build towards the end of the season. They're going to have a fresher goaltender if he comes back healthy. You know, he's not going to play 60-something games like he has in the past. Still a really deep team, a really top-heavy team. Uh, I think Sergachev is ready to take the mantle from Hedman, and if Hedman's your number two, you're in a pretty good place. Um, and, and then, you know, the other team from the East, yeah, I, I, that's really hard. I, I, I want to say the Devils are going to take that step, and I, it's going to be a really exciting New Jersey Devil teams you guys see next Monday. I, I mean, they're really, they're really loaded, but their goaltending scares me a little bit. They need a little more consistency out of that. So uh, I'm going to have to go with the, the Florida nemesis that you guys knocked down last year and it'd be the Carolina Hurricanes. Hmm. I think what it gets, what it illustrates, Sean, Sean Rourke, uh, director of editorial, NHL.com, kind enough to stop by and uh, you, you, friend, of the, friend of the program, friend of various programs. We've had him on Territory Talk, the team podcast before. We've had him on the Panthers Insider Show, having him on the preseason special now. I think what it illustrates, Sean, the Eastern Conference is just going to be a gauntlet this season. I mean, you've got seven teams in the Atlantic that probably expect to be playoff teams. There's just not enough room to go around for everybody. And then in the Metro, you don't really have any slouches. I mean, if you're if you're picking Philadelphia to finish last, that team's coached by John Tortorella. You know they're going to bring it every night, and they're going to make it hard on you. So I think what it, what it tells you, Sean, is that this Eastern Conference is just going to be a battle start to finish. Yeah, and look, I think the Penguins, who, who, you know, couldn't get in last year and opened up that spot for you by not being able to win in the final week, 
you know, I, I think they're a team that's back in the playoff race. So you got to add them to the mix, right? They added Eric Carlson. You know, Gensel's healthy. Um, Crosby's driven. Uh, they know. Look, they those three, Crosby, Latang, and Malkin, have played together longer than anybody in any professional sport. This year they, they passed the Posada, Jeter, Yankee tandem. Wow. Um, you know, it, it's unbelievable. Like, you think about how long that they've played together. And, and you know, the, the competition there, the drive to win, it all starts with Crosby, and it's so contagious. And, and look, they haven't had the guns for years to do it, and they still hang around. And, and I, I think Carlson's going to be a bit of a difference maker, just enable to spread things around a little bit more. I don't know if he gets 100 points again because Latang's there, and he's going to take some of that. But Eric Carlson thinks the game like Sidney, Col- Sidney Crosby does and of Jenny Malkin, right? So I, I think both of those players are going to see a bump. And if they if they get some goaltending from Jarry and he stays healthy, look, that kid's been an elite goalie at times. You know, that's in a trophy-worthy talk midway through the year. And then he gets injured. And it's happened every year, and they have no depth behind him. So that's going to be the key for them. But I, I think if they're a healthy team – they're certainly in the playoff mix. So then you got to find another team to knock out, right? And when I look at that, I look at, like, the Islanders, and, and I haven't seen them make a huge move. You know, like I said, Boston's going to come back into the pack a little bit. But you're right. I don't know that there's an easy night. Even that Montreal team, they're really young, but they're really hard to play against at times. And Martin St. Louis has them believing. Um, I, I don't think that they're playoff ready. I've heard a couple people say that they think they're going to challenge. I, I don't think they're there yet. But they're, they're a fast and dangerous team. To me, they're a year or two removed from what the Devils were last year. And, Sean, just one on an individual note. I think the Capitals are done. Their playoff thing is over. But the Ovechkin goal chase is not over. Does he break the record? And if so, when? See, I've said forever that he wouldn't, but I don't, I don't believe that anymore. Like, Father Time won't catch up to him. He just keeps out racing it. Um, and so, you know, if he scores anywhere near the rate that he has, and it's all mechanics, right? Like, he never gets hit. He never gets caught. He scores all his goals out, out in that office, right, where there's not a lot of contact. It's not like, you know, he's Joe Pavelski going to the front of the net and getting beat on. Um, it's kind of a frictionless game at points for him. Um, so, you know, I could see him, you know, playing another three years. I, it's going to take him at least two, if not into that third year. But I don't see it. Like, it's in his sights now, and there's no way, you know, he puts paid to it until he's forced to. Sean Rourke, director of editorial, NHL.com, kind enough to stop by. And I, I was one of the last people to come around to the idea that Gretzky's goal record is eventually going to be broken. But I think it was probably early last season. I looked at it. I did the math. I'm not very good at math, but even I was able to do that math and realize that record's going to be broken here. And I think it's going to happen probably about midway through next year. And I don't think there's anything anybody can do about it anymore. He's going to break that record. And he could, he scores 20 goals a year, and he could wear running shoes doing it just by standing in that one spot. He yep. doesn't actually need skates to score 20, so that's the amazing thing about Ovechkin. Yeah, it's crazy to talk about. Yeah, that record's going to come down. Sean, we thank you very much for uh, for stopping by, as always. Look forward to seeing you early and often throughout the upcoming season. And, uh, and folks, you can check out all Sean's work at NHL.com, the At The Rink podcast as well. You guys do a great job with that. Uh, anywhere else the folks out there can, can find your stuff. Yeah, no, that's it. And on the X uh, 
I guess it's X now, X Twitter, uh, S Rourke underscore NHL. Um, and, and, you know, hit up NHL.com, a little bit of a redesign there, so a fresh look and tons and tons of uh, preview stuff now. Uh, a lot of stuff, like with the one guy we didn't talk about is Connor Bernard, a ton of stuff on yeah. him. Yeah, that's looking true. Forward, looking forward to seeing what he does this year. He's in a he's in a unique position. I think it's going to be difficult for him, more difficult than people think, but what an incredible talent. So an opening night, Sidney Crosby against Connor Bernard, must-see TV. Yeah, we're excited for that. He makes his one regular season trip to Sunrise in November, so a lot of folks are going to be excited about that one too. Sean Rourke, NHL.com. Sean, thanks very much for stopping by as always. Hey, my pleasure, and hopefully I can make it out on Monday night and we can uh, we can talk over dinner. Would be great to see you on Monday night. Uh, looking forward to it. Sean Rourke, NHL.com, kind enough to stop by. Always great to catch up with uh, with Sean, talk about uh, not only the Panthers, but talk about the uh, the national scope and oh, we have a lot to cover. This is gonna. This is a, a season with a lot of storylines <laughs> heading into it. We're going to step aside. We'll come back. Billy and I will go over our who's in, who's out in the Atlantic Division. We'll go in the order that the teams finished last year and tell you, do they stay in or will they be going elsewhere come the end of the regular season? That's going to be coming up next right here as we continue our Panthers preseason special on 560 Sports WQAM. Welcome back here on the Panthers preseason special. Alongside Billy Lindsay, I'm Doug Plagans. Danny Garcia on the other side of the glass, getting you ready for a new season of Panthers hockey. Big thanks to Sean Rourke, director of editorial, NHL.com. Kind enough to take some time out for us. Last segment, talking Panthers, talking uh, beyond the Panthers, talking Atlantic Division and the rest of the league. So great conversation there. We covered a lot, made it through the whole segment, and almost forgot to even talk about Connor Bedard, yes. who comes to Sunrise in uh, November with the Chicago Blackhawks. You can find the whole schedule at FloridaPanthers.com. The home opener is October 19th at at, uh, at Amaranth Bank Arena, and it's going to be a 7 o'clock face-off. We'd love to see you out there, FloridaPanthers.com. SeatGeek.com, 954-835-PUCK. We'd love to see you early and often this season here at Amaranth Bank Arena. And, uh, well, as we get ready for uh, for a new season here, Billy, and we've got some sound from Sam Reinhart and Paul Maurice, who spoke to the media earlier. That's going to be coming up on the other side of the break in just a few moments. We'll get to that uh, straight out of their media availability, answering a number of questions. So we'll just get some thoughts from them. Just a lot of excitement getting ready for the season. We've got Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press coming up at the 10 o'clock hour as well. But, Billy, I wanted to get to a, a who's in, who's out in the Atlantic Division this okay. year. Going right through the order in which the teams finish last year, what might be the most competitive division in the National Hockey League, who's in and who's out. So we'll recap it along the way. Last year, the Boston Bruins finished with 135 points. They're not winning 65 games. They're not getting 135 points again. No Bergeron, no Krejci for them. They're going to ask a lot out of Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka down the middle. But overall, still good D, good goaltending. I think it's a wild card team. I don't think it's a division winner, but I think they are still in. What do you think? They're still in just because of the two games I saw against the Panthers in the playoffs without Krejci and Bergeron in the lineup mm -hmm. that resulted in wins. And Jim Montgomery's a good coach. And Jim Montgomery's a good coach. That, that decor is one of the best. You look at the goaltending, Swayman, Allmark, what the numbers, Allmark faulted in the playoffs against us. We were we finally got to them. But the decor, the, they're going to be challenged to score. But they, they were their defensive numbers last year, to me, 
I still got them as a, as a top three in the Atlantic. I'll, I'll put them up there in the top three. I, I'll have them in a in third in a third place. That geez, man, it's tough to sort out this. It is this division, but we, and where it does, I'll, I'll put them. I'll, I'll I'll put them in the third spot. We're in agreement that they are in. Yeah, come uh, in. come playoff time, the Boston Bruins. Last year, the Toronto Maple Leafs finished second in the regular season, the division with 111 points. Uh, I think this is a team: Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi. I think Joe Wall in net, small sample size, but if he plays like he did in that brief stretch of time even though the Leafs didn't beat the Panthers in the series I thought Joe Wall looked pretty good looked pretty in command of his yeah, position yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think that could be a boost if they have a goalie tandem of Wall and Samsonov I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are uh, are going to be a force in the Atlantic Division this year they are in if you ask me they're in I'll, I'll to me I'll give the Leafs the, the division that uh, that's uh, to me they complete healthy out of the gate uh, they, I like the signing uh, of Klingberg, another puck moving yep. defenseman that takes some of the pressure off Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley's had to do that whole load himself, but they've got the other, the other, their D's kind of underrated with Klingberg there. It's not bad, and if they do get the goaltending to to hold up, they they're and then it becomes the postseason again, mm-hmm. <laughs> and can those guys answer the call in the postseason? But during the course of a regular season. When it goes out, that's a talented lineup that's going to, to me, win a lot of games. Yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think they are uh, a shoe-in for a playoff spot. Now maybe is where things get interesting, Billy. Last year, the Tampa Bay Lightning finished third in the division with 108 points. Well documented. They'll be starting this season without Andre Vasilevsky for about two months. That's the approximation right now. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, maybe without Andre Vasilevsky until the 1st of December, we'll just throw that date out there for, for now, not knowing the timetable, but but knowing what, to, just based on what the reports have said, the Tampa Bay Lightning, I still have them in as a wild card. What do you think? That's going to be pushed. If there's one team in the Atlantic, probably sounds crazy to say, I would have, if Buffalo, Buffalo, if they get if Buffalo gets goaltending and Tampa Bay does not, Tampa Bay gets pushed out of the playoffs. There could be some regular season struggles. Their goaltending is so unproven that they have now with Johansson and Tompkins. Mm-hmm. That those guys, thirty five games and zero is what they have starting in in net. If gets off to a bad start and they've they've had a long off season for the first time in a long time to kind of get recalibrated, but you can't just keep losing players of the ilk that they lose. Kalorn's gone. It was Palat last year. It was... Pat Maroon's gone. Pat, Good luck, Pat, Charm. Yeah, Pat Maroon's gone. Corey Perry is, has left. There is so much retooling, and John Cooper's one of the best coaches in the league, but all those dynasties and runs that you see that get stretched out, Pittsburgh a while back, Chicago, that... Pittsburgh's the one team that's kept it together pretty good because Crosby and the, the group. But this, this, there becomes, they've been buttoned heads against that salary cap so much and having to change so much that team. They still have that core. But the one area that I'll look at, and maybe the reason that they do miss, is Julian Breesbaugh and Steven Stamkos not agreeing to negotiate on a new contract before the start of the season and waiting to see how that plays out. 
How's that storyline play out for the Tampa Bay Lightning throughout the course of this season if they don't talk at all? Is Stamkos disgruntled? It's very similar to what contract? Steve Eiserman did with yeah. him back in uh, back yeah. the last time he was a free yeah, agent. The last time he's a free agent. Uh, everyone says one of these teams is gonna it's gonna the Panthers are gonna have to prove themselves. They've got injuries. The Lightning are the one team that have been very good for a long time and still got uh, still got a really good team. But the young up and coming team, if they get pushed out, I would put Buffalo and maybe Tampa this year misses the playoffs. I still have them in, it's, but I have them in by the skin of their teeth as a wild card. That's where I have the Tampa Bay Lightning this year. The next team in our order who I have in as a top three in the Atlantic this year, well documented. The Panthers last year were wild card number one, 92 points, one point up on Buffalo. They just got in by the skin of their teeth last year. I've got the Panthers in this season. Credit to Bill Zito knowing the obstacle, what this team could be up against early in the year without some key players on the back end, brought in a surplus of NHL-ready, NHL-capable defensemen. The Panthers are deep there. They uh, got some valuable experience. They're deep in net, and this team's still going to be able to score. There's familiarity with Paul Maurice going into Season 2. I've got the Panthers as a top three in the Atlantic. Yeah, I'll put them in the top three. They'll get off to a good start, and they, they're going to want to prove what they did last year. They got in the playoffs. You, I've read a lot about the injuries, and was it kind of kind of a fluke? But what they did was no fluke. No. It's it, this is we've got to watch them up close, in person. You don't get to a cup final by accident. No, and the, the systems are good. They're going to have to get rolling right out of the gate. But Sergey Bobrovsky to me is the X factor. If he plays like he did during the course of the playoffs. Then this team is is going to be be in. I'm not so I'm not worried about the changes on D so much, but it's it's the consistent goaltending. If they get it, then they are going to be in a playoff position at the end of the season. Before we get to the next four teams, as we continue, who's in, who's out? We're with you for a little more than an hour. I should preface these last four, Billy, by saying I've got the. Hurricanes, the Devils, the Rangers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins in this year. If there are four teams in the Metro getting in, that means there can only be four teams in the Atlantic getting in. I went all the way up until about five minutes before we went on the air, and I still wasn't totally <laughs> sure of myself, but I've been thinking about this, stewing over it all day long, and... I hate to say it, but I think that playoff drought in Buffalo is going to go one more year. I don't think I have the Ottawa Senators getting there, and I don't have the Detroit Red Wings getting there, and I don't have the Canadians getting in there. We can go maybe one by one, but uh, I've got four in and four out in the Atlantic, and I already named my four in. Yeah, if you, if you got those four in, so you've got you got Pittsburgh getting I, I just feel safe. So this is what it all came down Pittsburgh, to. Pittsburgh, the Rangers. Yeah, and I know she that she still can ask to stay healthy for the Rangers. Yeah, and That's, I, I'm not I'm not sold on Jonathan Quick as a backup. I'm um, not even sure they would be if it came to that. If it came to that long term, uh, the Hurricanes are a beast. That that's going to be a really good hockey team. Same thing with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they those they're they're in. Hurricanes and Devils are in the playoffs. Yeah. And then you have to look at at a, at a team like Pittsburgh and, and the and the Rangers. If they both get in, then they're going to push someone out. Uh, I was weighing. That's, that's where that's where I'll have have those teams uh, 
looking if you're gonna go yeah four from there it's it's tight it's tough to digest I'm gonna I've got Buffalo making the playoffs and to me if you look over are the there, lightning the odd team out for you yeah the lightning might be might be the odd, odd team out. It's never the same. There's always somebody out and somebody at least, there's always at least one switch. I, I think my difference this year. But the, the, the Rangers, when you look at that lineup, it, it's Lafreniere and Cockle. And, They're the X Factors. Yeah. And Keandre Miller. And so I think he's that, for real. Yes. And, but but do, do Cockle and Lafreniere, the, the, do they take those, their, their first, second overall picks? Do they, do they live up to that billing? They were good last year, but not great. And when you're when you're drafted that high, and it's been three, four years for those guys, now it's time for them to prove that they're the real deal. This is kind of a prove-it year for them. If Kako and Lafreniere on the Rangers do take that next jump, then they're a playoff team. If not, I don't see them making the playoffs. And if this isn't the year for those two guys, I think it's time for the Rangers to move off those guys maybe just retool something maybe those guys find it someplace else but it might be time to end that experiment at least in manhattan yeah. if things don't work out for them this year uh, what it all came down to and this is what swayed me and i know we're talking atlantic but i'm going four and four and the reason i just don't have buffalo ottawa and detroit getting in this year is partially <laughs> but i think i look at the pittsburgh penguins they're not used to missing the playoffs. I think that's stuck with those guys. So Sidney Crosby and Mike Sullivan, I just don't see those. I just don't see them being held out of it for a second straight year. Now, Tristan Jari's health, Sean Rourke talked about it. His health is maybe one of the biggest influencing factors in the entire race and the entire Eastern Conference. If he's healthy, that's a guy with the ability to be a starting goaltender for Team Canada should the NHL players go back to the Olympics at some point in time. He's that good. We've seen how good they can be when he's healthy. If he's not healthy, it's going to be the Alex Nedeljkovic show there in uh, in Pittsburgh. But if Jari is healthy, he's a number one. He can carry a team. Ryan Graves is a quiet pickup for them. Eric Carlson, of course, on the back end is the one that sticks out. But Ryan Graves is going to play big minutes and, and play a key role, and he's always a solid defensive guy. They brought in some vets, Riley Smith, guys like that. They're going for it here and now with mm -hmm. that core to try and stretch it out as much as they can. And I just think Mike Sullivan can uh, can push a team uh, into the playoffs this year. And I just think that's what set the Pittsburgh Penguins apart. Yeah, I would agree with that. And this is 18 years together with Malkin, Latang, and Crosby. That's the longest in professional sports yep. history, which is, so those guys, you talked about the motivation, Mike Sullivan, been there, Eric Carlson on the blue line, if he puts up 100 points, but. Might not be enough pucks to go around. But yeah, where does Latang fit, how does that fit into your power play? Do you have Latang and, and Carlson on your number one unit? They're used to have Malkin back there on the blue line, go with a four forward rotation. We'll see how they, that, that power play at times last year for the Penguins because it was inconsistent for that group. So if they get some consistency, Carlson, the grave signing to me is what you said, is one of the most underrated signings yeah. because he, he has proven quality. It's tough to, to make these calls at the start of the year, but a large, large dependent on all of this is teams, how deep down the roster do they have to go throughout the course of the season? How healthy do they stay? If you were to look at the Penguins and they were to miss, 
to me, it would be because of health reasons. You mentioned Jari, but Carlson has had mm -hmm. a history with injuries. Malkin, Letang, here and there. Yeah. yeah, Letang has missed some time. Can they keep this group together and keep him healthy for the 82 games? Because once you get past those guys and start adding, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of depth in the cupboard to draw upon. So that group in Pittsburgh has to stay healthy to make the playoffs. So from the Atlantic to recap, as far as in, I had a repeat of last year. I had the Leafs, the Lightning, the Bruins, and the Panthers in no particular order. I did say the I did have the uh, the Lightning as a wild card, uh, and then I had the Sabers. Senators, Red Wings, and Canadians on the outside looking in. Billy and I differed slightly on the Sabres and Lightning. You have the Sabres in where I have them out. Yes. So, so that's where we differ on our who's in, who's we'll out. See, yeah, it's 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 hard to think of that. That's that's kind of my bold off the ball prediction and that's, of but, the but, year, but it's Hey, it's, right. it's just been a long grind. How many people heavy, last year didn't have the Bruins making the playoffs, yeah, and then look what they did? Heavy run. So it, it's hard to predict at this time of year, and never bet against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm not saying that's not a quality group over there, but it's just a lot, a lot of they they've been able to fill pieces. That's can that the the core is going to have to do even more more heavy lifting than they did in the past. So losing the support players like they have and missing Vasilevsky for 20 games could, in my opinion, is going to cost the Lightning some valuable points. All makes for great conversation here at the start of the year, and we continue that on the other side of the break. We'll hear from today's media availability after the Panthers practice, some sound from Sam Reinhart and Panthers head coach Paul Maurice coming up on the other side of the break with Billy Lindsay, Doug Plagans as we get you set for a new season of Panthers hockey. It's the preseason special on 560 Sports WQAM. Welcome back, Panthers preseason special. Went a little long on who's in, who's out last segment. We have a quick segment here, but I want to get to some sound from earlier today. We've got Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press coming up on the other side of the break here in just a few moments. But uh, earlier today, after the Panthers skated at the Panthers ice den, we heard from Sam Reinhart. We heard from Panthers head coach Paul Maurice. And uh, by the way, Doug Plagans, Billy Lindsay here with you in case you're just joining us. We're just previewing a new Panthers season. Well, Sam Reinhart spoke earlier today. The first thing I asked him as uh, we got into the media scrum, and you'll hear lots of questions getting asked, but the first thing I asked Sam Reinhart was, uh, if he's just excited for a new season, what's the mindset as a new season is fastly approaching? For sure, yeah. It's, it's always this time of training camp. You, you, you kind of want to get going. Um, you know, everything seems to fall into place, and um, we're excited about where we're at. And just in terms of the of the group here, a lot of guys coming back. Do you sense a, a hunger too? It was a short off season. You guys had that deep run last summer. Do you, do you sense a, a different kind of hunger coming into this year? I think so. Um, you, I think we understand how important the start is. Um, um, you know, and, and, and we're kind of all familiar with the structure we want to play, the game we want to play. So, um, you know, I think it's important early for us to get off to a good start and, uh, you know, make things easier for us. You played with Mackey a little bit here recently. Just early impressions uh, of a young guy. Just his pace, his, uh, his shot is, is at an NHL level. It's, 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 it's pretty elite. So, um, you know, I think just keep that pace up because he's, he's so quick. Uh, we only played one game, I think, together or, or a couple periods together. So, um, you know, I'm excited to, to, to see what he has to offer. He's, he's at a heck of a camp, so, um, you know, he deserves to be here. You were in those shoes a while ago, first-round pick, high expectations, first training camp. What do you remember about that day? What do you think? How impressed you with how he's kind of handled the spotlight here and kind of that pressure? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he's 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 done tremendous. Uh, you know, he's such a humble guy in the room. He's 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 so nice and, and, and kind of relaxed, um, and and that's the way he should be. Um, you know, should have that that kind of quiet confidence about him. Um, you know, and that's going to give him the most success, I think, in the long run. And Lundy's right there with you, as always. You guys have really formed quite a, a duo these last couple seasons. How quickly do you guys kind of just slide back into your routine together? Uh, I mean, I think there's always always things. Uh, you know, you can kind of work on, and, um, you know, as we get more games that are involved, we're, we're going to get that much more comfortable. Um, you know, I think this time of year, it's just trying to get that game shape, get that, get that execution up, uh, you know, and get those reads back. So Sam Reinhardt right there talking about a number of different things. He was asked about Mackie Samuskevich, asked about playing with Anton Lundell. They formed a pretty good duo over the last couple of seasons. And just talking about getting the season going, the same thing as we got into talking with Panthers head coach Paul Maurice after practice today. First thing I asked the Panthers head coach was, what's the main objective now as the season opens up on Thursday? Uh, it's all about speed for us. The three sections of our camp are... Uh, have very heavy and then the, the middle section heavy to start we push hard here and then the middle section is about getting our systems down getting the new guys integrated and then the last three days will all be based on speed I didn't see Cousins or Maher out there any update on yeah I don't even know that I'm listing them day to day they're, they're very probably practicing tomorrow they would be both game players for sure so it's just they, uh, they haven't we thought we needed one more day I want to ask you about Anton Lindell. Uh, just in your two years, you know, year plus, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, what kind of growth have you seen out of him just from the start to well, now? Just huge growth in, in all parts of the game. I mean, it's a, it's a big thing to come in and play as young as he did at center ice. There's a lot of moving parts. So I thought from the start of the season last year, the playoffs, um, he just made huge improvements of his intensity in the game, uh, his reads, his physicality just becoming a pro I think he, he made a huge step toward becoming a reliable pro where you would have an expectation that his game is going to look a certain way every night um, first year players you get excited probably once every four games because they show you that if they get in at a very young age there's usually a talent base to that and you get to see a glimpse of it and then each year you had a at a game so you get to be a real good pro and eight or nine out of the ten the games they play, you know exactly what they're going to look like. Uh, so he's moving toward that consistency that we saw in camp. He's a more consistent player now and, uh, and stronger and drives a little harder and, and more confident. I mean, it's to, there's not a new coaching staff. You know, he went from a brand-new team to a brand-new coaching staff. Um, he played center and wing last year, so he's just a little more comfort in this game. I think he bolted up a bit in the offseason, too. Yeah, I think it's more natural. I don't think that he tried to put on mass. I think he just, as these guys get older, they carry more weight. Um, what we're really looking for him is for him to develop an ability to separate from people. So he's a good skater, but the, the burst to, to create two or three feet ice for himself when he changes gears his hands and his vision will allow him to do a lot with that with that room he creates. With the defense group, a lot of new faces, a lot of moving parts you know, over camp. How did you see that group sort of come together over the three weeks? Yeah, it developed. So we had all of the kind of veteran players, Mikola and, and uh, Kulikov, along with Ekman Larson. Uh, they got, I thought, in, in a 10-day block, got very comfortable with what they were doing. They picked it up. Then the new guys were processing a lot and playing at the same time. So... Um, the handful of players that are left here have earned, have earned the right to be here to start here. 
Really, Uvis, when he came over, was kind of headlined as an offensive guy. I love the Czech league and scoring for defense. Yeah. Defensively, what have you seen from him in these preseason games? Yeah, I think an intensity. And so he's so, so the guys that are really, really comfortable with the puck sometimes play that game without it too. They're just kind of waiting for places to attack, waiting to, to get involved defensively till the puck is almost available. But he looks like he's got a real good pursuit of that puck and, and a good defensive uh, we, I would say that in this last two exhibition games, we saw a quickness that we hadn't seen early on. In part, I understood that because the first five days, everybody was slow when they were done with that. And then he looks like he's gotten stronger. That's the advantage that older players have. They can survive a training camp. And in the last week, you see a, a, a different looking player and he looks like he's gotten faster. How much did it help for him to play in a ton of preseason games? I think he played more than a had lot of these to. guys. He had to. The, this game is completely different. The, the, the rink is a different size and that changes everything. And then, of course, the speed of the player. So we needed to get him as many games as possible. Panthers head coach Paul Maurice right there talking at the end about Uvis Belinskis, who's uh, made a splash throughout training camp and uh, and throughout the preseason. And that's the name Panthers fans will want to familiarize yourselves with, Uvis Belinskis uh, on the back end as uh, somebody who could be a factor throughout the season. And you heard questions asked by folks like Dave Dwork from Local 10 and Jordan McPherson from the Miami Herald. Of course, Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com. It's great to see all the familiar faces around the rink, yeah. too, uh, as we get into uh, a new season. We're going to step aside because one of our favorite familiar faces, Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press, coming up on the other side of the break. Doug Plagans, Billy Lindsay. It's the Panthers preseason special on 560 Sports WQAM. Welcome back to our preseason special. Getting ready for a new season of Panthers hockey. By the way, the season begins 8 Eastern in Minnesota on Thursday. The home opener one week later, the Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs at Amarant Bank Arena. That is Thursday, October 19th at 7 p.m. So we hope to see you early and often throughout this upcoming season right here at Amarant Bank Arena alongside Billy Lindsay. Doug Plagans with you previewing a new season of Panthers hockey. And let's get right to it with our next game. Yes, it's actually in the NHL bylaws now. The season can't start until we talk to Tim Reynolds from the Associated but Press. We got to make sure, Tim. Tim, are you okay with Guys. this? With this Atlanta, or this Atlanta Philly thing? Yeah, that Tim's just, a big Tim's are a you, Phillies fan. Are you okay after what just happened? I'm. I'm. I almost just swore on air. That's but that's not good. Uh, <laughs> you know, look. Dougie looks like a professional athlete. You were a professional athlete, and I am neither. But you know anything worthwhile is supposed to be difficult. Yes, like, it is. And, 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 and yes. I think, too, what a benevolent act by the Philadelphia Phillies to give the Atlanta Braves, the, the, to give the good fans of the city of Atlanta, a city without a hockey team, mind you, to give them one last look at their team tonight and let them enjoy what the 2023 <laughs> season was. I think it's a, I think it was classy by the Phillies. They good. did a good deed, you Good for saying. you, Tim. Good for you. Let the Braves enjoy one last night with their team, and then we all know what's coming Wednesday and Thursday from the good citizens of the city of Philadelphia. All right. And on okay. Thursday, a new season of Panthers hockey begins. And and Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press, you can find him at by Tim Reynolds on uh, the platform formerly known as Twitter. He's one of our favorite associates with whom to associate with from the Associated <laughs> Press. Tim is here with us. And, and Tim, I guess I know we're looking at a new season, but 
as you had an offseason to reflect on what this Panthers team put together, I keep telling everybody that group from last year, and a lot of that group is returning, which leads me to my point here. What that team accomplished last year, I saw it as a group that really was just scratching the surface. And even though that defeat stung, I, I think the lessons learned and the experience that was acquired during that run is going to be a benefit for this this group of players for a long time to come. Uh, as you had a summer now to look back on it, what uh, what are some of the things that maybe you've taken away from that playoff run the most? Um, you know, I, I keep coming back to four overtimes in, in, in Carolina and just how that just showed so much character to win that game. Um, Bob's save on the breakaway in Boston when when Eki nearly hand-passed it in the net, but that we'll, we'll forget that part. And then Chucky's goal with 4.9 left. Like, I, I, there were just it, it was just such it was such a good run. It was such a fun run. And then you get to the final and and we all knew guys were banged up. We didn't know the extent of some of it, really. At least I didn't. Billy, you might have. I didn't. Um, they weren't going to win that series. I mean, not I mean, Matthew Kachuk might have been able to go in game seven, maybe. Um, they squeezed every bit of toothpaste out of the tube last year, but it was unbelievably fun. Further energized a fan base that had seen now four consecutive years of incredible Florida Panther hockey. I mean, this has been a top five team in the league over the last four seasons. This was not a one year or they got Chucky and things went right thing. This is, this is a franchise now. I mean, this is a team that has proven it's here and it's built to last. And so it, it was the culmination of three or four really good years in a row. And weirdly for those players, getting there and not winning might have been – I mean, you get there and you win, it's great. But you're right, Dougie, this, is, this thing's just starting with this group. This core, it's kind of just starting. This is year two of Matthew Kachuk. How many goals do you think he has for this season? Eh, one one and it's just you, you see what's possible you see what Paul Maurice was selling you see what you see why Bill Zito brought him in other than not winning seriously what was there not to like about this I mean it, it's the, the Paul Maurice's systems work I mean we could we could fill the rest of the show talking about everything that went right last season I loved all of it but just the, the fact that a I'll, I'll wrap it up with this the fact that a new generation of Panther fans got to see what the fans in 96 got to experience on that ride, I think that's so critical going forward. Tim, you mentioned it just in your baseball thing there. If you want anything in life, you have to work for it. You have to earn it. This Panther did, team did that to get to the Stanley Cup final. How much with that core group that had not really been there with guys like Ekblad and Barkoff and guys that have been around that they've been building towards this that finally get there and get this taste and see what it finally takes to get there on this kind of level. What does it do for those guys and this whole team in general just knowing how hard that trophy is to win and their dedication to come back this year? 
Well, I, I think it's critical not so much in that, okay, now they know what it takes to win. I think it's critical for the – God, it's so weird to say the older guys on this team when you're talking about Aaron Ekblad and Alexander Barkov. But I think it's critical that they see that they saw we can get there. Like, I, I think a lot of it – I mean, even with all the winning and all the comeback wins and the cardiac cat, cat stuff and all that stuff for the last few seasons, it rings hollow unless you go deep in the playoffs. And, and now there's absolute belief. And if Alexander Barkov had any doubt in his mind that he was ever going to touch a trophy, he did skate off the ice with the Eastern Conference Championship trophy. He did play in the Stanley Cup final. Aaron Eckblad, if he had any doubt that this franchise can get there, he played in the Stanley Cup final on, on one ankle or what. I mean, he had a whole, many, whole bunch of things wrong with him, but he, he still he, he got there. I think that's the biggest thing is that now – Hope is replaced by belief and knowledge that you are good enough, that this group is good enough. I don't think Matthew Kachuk ever wondered, but I think because he hasn't been in the league that long, I think the older guys, Bob, can't forget Bob, of course, in all this. Bob now knows, too. Hey, look, he wasn't he, – he can get there. I, I think it's great for those guys to know that they can reach back and find a level that maybe they wondered. Can I really do this? Can, am I really one of these guys? Now they know they are. Now Barky knows what what Barky knows what he's capable of in the playoffs. Bob knows who he can be in April, May, and June. Eck knows what he can be. Um, and like I said, Matthew Kachuk, I think has always known it. But it, I think the knowledge is what's critical. And Tim, you've been around the sports scene for a long time down here, covering just about everything. And I got to ask you too. It's it's been well documented. Obviously, we know that lower bowl season tickets at Amarant Bank Arena are sold out. I know when I go out and about, I I see Panthers gear all over the place. Uh, people are people are talking about the Panthers. People are asking me about the Panthers more than ever. Do you sense? You mentioned the four straight postseason appearances. It seems like, and we talked about this earlier in the program here. Even the casual observer now knows. The Panthers are good. The Panthers are a team that's, you know, usually in the playoffs now. That's that's the reputation they've built is that they're a perennial playoff team. Do you notice that kind of buzz around town? And how have you noticed? Uh, how have you noticed that uh, that transformation over time? Well, for one, you just see more things written, and you hear more things on television and radio about the team. So, so there's that. That that that's number one, and I think that drives some of it. I also think too that they've done a really good job at what is now Amaret Bank Arena. The last few years, and it kind of goes back to me to the COVID year, guys, when when the Panthers were sold out with 3,000 people in the building because that's all you could legally have. I go back to those games as so important from a fan perspective. In an empty building, or what was an empty, what seemed like an empty building, it never felt that way because it was so loud. It was so loud at 20. 20 or 25 percent capacity whatever it was and the word got out that hey this was a place to go have a good time and weird as it sounds i do think the covid year when the world changed and everybody was scared and angry and everything else the florida panthers having being allowed to have people in that building i really think it provided people what sports is supposed to be it's an escape from the hell of our daily lives and I think those fans came back 
and brought friends. It's a good team. They usually walk out of there seeing their team win. It's a good atmosphere. It's a good party. And now you see the snowball just going and going and going and going and going. That, I think, it's weird to go back to 3,000 people in the building and say this was a great thing. But weirdly, I think that's how this thing started. I think fans now know you go to a Florida Panther game, you're going to have a good time. And let's be, let's be honest. It, it's not it, it's not hard to park there. It's easy to get to right off the highways. It's convenient. Obviously, it's a you know it's 45 minutes from downtown Miami, 45 minutes from West Palm. Well, not even that long from West Palm. I mean, it's it's perfectly situated. You get to draw from all three counties. It has certain advantages that the Heat don't have, and that the Marlins definitely don't have. In that, on a weeknight, if you're in Palm Beach or you're in Dade, you can go to Broward. The Heat don't really draw a lot, I don't think, from Palm Beach during the week. The Dolphins playing on Sundays, obviously that changes everything. They draw from everywhere because it's a Sunday. Panther fans now know you're going to have a good time in that building. I think that's been the biggest thing. Tim, you are so involved and know so much, pretty much, about all professional sports. When did your love for hockey kind of first start? Well... I don't remember the game, but there was a little event on February 22nd, 1980, about an hour from where I grew up in a little town called Lake Placid. And it all went that ah. those Olympics spoke to me. Um, and then in 82 or 83, I made my first trip as a nine or 10 year old kid to the Glens Falls Civic Center to watch Bill Deneen and the Adirondack Red Wings play. Hmm. And that's when I was hooked on hockey. We had, in, in, in Glens Falls, which was about an hour from where I grew up, the other side of Lake Placid, and actually was the place where I got my first job. I started working there as a sports writer when I was 18. We had Detroit's farm team in the AHL. We had the Adirondack Red Wings. And you know they won, I think, four Calder Cups that I can remember. I drank out of the cup when they won it in 92. I chipped a front tooth on the cup when Max Midmore <laughs> shoved it at me. No, no, no joke. It was the coolest series ever. Barry Melrose was coaching Adirondack. Uh, Mark Crawford was coaching St. John's. Um, so back, so my, my hatred for all things Maple Leaf started at a very young age. And <laughs> The road team won all seven games in that 92 Calder Cup final. So it, it just it goes back to Placid. It goes back. That, that's where my love of the Olympics came from. Was And you can't say Placid in 1980 without thinking of, I mean, everything that Eric Hyden did and whatever. But, of course, we think of we beat the Russians. That's what we think of when we think about Placid. And then these little minor league hockey games with 4,000 people. But, man, they were so much fun. And it's so funny because we've had so many Adirondack Red Wing guys come through this come through the Panthers you know Bob Boogner played in Adirondack Kevin Deneen obviously you know what was Bill's son I mean it's, there's been so many ties to Glens Falls that it's it, it's just always been like a weird fit for me but that's where my love of hockey comes from is 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 placid and then being around the Wings minor league teams my last two seasons in the American League I did get a chance to call two games in that arena in Glens Falls and I stayed at the Queensberry that's the name of it right Tim the Queensberry Hotel right across the street basically yep yes that's the place uh, stayed there a couple of games at uh, in, in Adirondack felt the uh, felt the history 
about the entire place and the entire experience. And, uh, and, and Tim, bringing it back here to the 30th anniversary season of, uh, of Panthers hockey, I know we always like to throw this one at you, but the, uh, the 23-24 Florida Panthers will have success and accomplish their ultimate goals if what happens. What do you see as the, the biggest X factors for this group that's well-documented going into the season and going to have to have to deal with not having a couple of key players out of the gate? Yeah, you, you need some luck those first 25 or 30 games. That, that's first. You, there, there can't be any – I mean, guys are going to get hurt. That's going to happen. But can't have the big injuries. You know, you're already missing. You're already missing Monty. You're already missing Eck. You know, you you need you need Gus and OEL to step up. You need that new D pairing to step up. Um, you, you just have you have to get lucky on the health front and and get those guys back in December. Like I think the Panthers are hoping, and it seems like they're tracking that way. But you never really know until it happens. Uh, you need Bob to be Bob. That kind of goes without saying. Um, Again, you don't worry about the offense. I mean, there's been three teams in the last 60 years to have 3,000 shots on goal. The 71 Bruins, the 21-22 Panthers, and the 22-23 Panthers. Like, they, they play a style that the league hasn't really seen this consistently for this long ever. They're going to shoot a lot. They're going to score a lot. You don't worry so much about the offense, assuming everybody stays relatively healthy. Um, I, I kind of... The thing I kind of go to most about this season is I know you play 41 at home, 41 on the road, like everybody. I get it. I hate the schedule. I just I hate the schedule. You open up six of your first eight are against playoff teams. I think it's 10 of your first 16 or maybe 17 on the road, and you've got no long homestands in there at all. You've got a five-game stretch in mid-January, and then you play your last four of the season at home in April. Otherwise, it's one, two, and three game homestands here. That's really tough to get on a run. When and you know, it seems like every year there's that one stretch where you're at home for like three weeks. And okay, we can point to this stretch and we can get some points here and we can do that. The schedule seems super, super tough. And I know it all evens out. I, I get that. But th- those are the things that you know you have to start. You have to start well. Remember this too, guys. Like you just can't give anything away this division is hideous this division is so good it's going to be so brutal this division the the panthers were one buffalo bounce away from not making the playoffs if the sabers had gotten one more bounce to go their way if they got one more win they were in and none of that stuff in april may and june would have happened for the panthers the line is so thin between getting in and getting out i think the east is going to be just an absolute war you got to get going early. You just have to get going early. You can't count on digging yourself out of a hole like you were able to last year. Yes, they're capable. We all saw that. But man, I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear games in hand this season. I don't want to hear seven behind the last. I don't want to hear any of those sentences. I want this team to start the right way. And with this schedule, it's going to be tough. But you know. That's why you put on your big boy pants, you go out there, and you play the games. He's Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press. You can find him on uh, the platform formerly known as Twitter, at ByTimReynolds. And it goes without saying, one of our favorite associates to associate with from the Associated Press. Tim, 
as always, we thank you very much for your time. We can start the season now. It, like I said, it's it's been put into NHL bylaws. We can't start the season until you appear on the season previews show. So we've we've checked that box, and and now we can we can all go and start a hockey season. Thank you, Tim. Boys, I say I say this every year to you guys, but this year I mean it. I'll see you at the parade. <laughs> We we look we I think we 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 would have the float together is what we would have. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much, Tim. Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press. Great to catch up. Great to to hear from him. And well, that leaves us with one more segment, Billy. What yeah. you, what'd you just, take away there? You, you could talk sports with Tim forever. Oh yeah. Anything. If we have it's a question just, about something, you yes. ask Tim. He's probably <laughs> he, he probably has uh, he's probably experienced it or he was been around. Yeah. I like the stories going back to where his love of hockey, but. He it's covers everything. He covers and the knowledge that he has is is spot on and it's it's well versed. It's it's a real he's a real treat and when you meet for him you got to meet him in person. He is one of the nicest people he is. that you'll ever meet on the planet. So the humility that goes along with it with the great sports writing that he does, he's one of the he's one of the, the best guys that I've that I've come across and the, the journalism beat yeah, it's always. I always look forward to being able to bump into Tim, and it's always fun when uh, when we see Tim at uh, at practice, at the arena, at the games, uh, wherever we are, and uh, and we certainly appreciate him for stopping by the show here tonight. We're gonna step aside. It was and it was a good little segue there because he was talking about some of the ingredients the Panthers needed for success. And before we wrap up, we've got one more segment to go. A couple of X factors, I think we're going to point to. Billy and I will throw out some some uh, some names. We know we know what Barkov means to the team. We know what Matthew Kachuk means to the team. We know what uh, what Sergei Bobrovsky means to the team. But maybe we'll toss out a couple of other names that uh, that could really emerge and make a big difference for this Panthers team coming up in this 30th anniversary season that starts on Thursday. The home opener is the 19th at Amaranth Bank Arena. Get your tickets, FloridaPanthers.com, 954-835-PUCK. Billy and I, one segment to go on the season preview show. We'll step aside. We'll bring it back in a moment on the Panthers season preview special right here on 560 WQAM. Welcome back. One segment to go here on the Panthers preseason special. Doug Plagans, Billy Lindsay, Danny Garcia on the other side of the glass. Big thanks to Tim Reynolds for stopping by. George Richards back in hour number one and Sean Rourke back in hour number two. We thank all of them for taking the time out. Billy up against it here at the end, but we talked about it a little bit with Tim and going into this season, is there a player you view as an X-Factor, somebody who could really make a difference this season for the Panthers? Maybe somebody that you see is in a position to take an even further leap to their game. To me, it has to be Anton Lundell. Really strong rookie season. Second year didn't go quite as smoothly. There was some bumps in the road, and you can expect that from a young player. Paul Maurice has talked about in training camp getting him to pick up his speed, get that separation, get that burst, but he was strong in the playoffs. He's going to get better. He's going to get bigger and stronger with age. That's just going to come naturally. He's going to continue that development, that mini bark off that he's going to be compared to. Expect him to be so critical on the penalty kill, be a guy that maybe sees some power play time, can go up against the other team's top lines, take some pressure off against Barkov. He is that good defensively. If he is able to do that, get up into that 15-goal, maybe 50-point mark somewhere in there, I expect even maybe close to that 20-goal mark Anton Lundell is capable of. 
if he gets up into those those kind of numbers with his defensive awareness, that's just another another weapon, another arsenal that you could have down there on your third line, if you believe that, if you look at the balance. And that's where I look at teams, what separates. The top six are good, but when you look at teams, it's third and fourth lines. This Panther team could have one of the best third lines in the NHL. And if Anton Lundell does what he can do, we were talking about it just off the air. He can carry a line. He has that kind of potential. So for me, Anton Lundell going into this season, if he takes it just one notch, notch higher and finds that consistency to his game, he's going to be good because he never cheats the other side of the puck. He plays both sides of the puck, plays defensively. The offense is going to come this year for him. He's going to take another step, and that is going to bolster this Panther team. My X factor for the Panthers this season, without Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour especially, Gus Forsling's going to shoulder a really heavy workload. He's proven that he can handle it. He's up to the challenge. He can be a number one, and he's got everything that goes into that kind of skill set. He's a warrior. He's durable. And you talk about guys that don't cheat either side of the puck. Yeah. He is uh, he's great on the offensive end. He's great on the defensive end. He can move the puck up the ice. There's really nothing that he can't do. And uh, he's going to be leaned upon really heavily, especially early on with the other uh, key cogs out of the lineup. But that about takes us up to the end of the show. It flies by when you're having fun here. And uh, I know it was great to chat with our guests, Tim Reynolds, George Richards, Sean Rourke. Thanks for stopping by. We covered a lot, Billy. And, uh, and the season starts on Thursday in Minnesota. The home opener is is going to be the 19th, part of a, a four-game homestand for the Panthers. So the home opener on October 19th at 7 at Amaranth Bank Arena. We hope to see everybody early and often this season. And, uh, and Billy, another, another season preview special in the books for us here. Time to get going. It is. Drop the puck. Yeah, it's fine. Preseason, short offseason, which is nice. We're back at it. Minnesota and Toronto at home. Those are going to be your openers on the road and your first home game against the Maple Leafs. Well, get out and see that one. That's that's going to fit the billing, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what can we say? You're number nine for us, buddy. Yeah, you're that's number nine in the time, booth. Time flies by. Looking forward to it and uh, going, to be, going to be a great 30th anniversary season. Hope to see everybody very, very soon. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. For Billy Lindsay, I'm Doug Plagans. Thanks for joining us on our Panthers preseason special right here on 560 Sports WQAM. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.